Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show. And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with Isaiah 4031 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And with me today is my beautiful friend, Susie Crosby. Susie is the author of the devotional Just One Word, a book of 90 devotions, all based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. Susie, welcome back. Thank you, Angie. So I understand, Susie, do I know correctly that this verse is very personal to one of your children? Do I remember this correctly? (laughs) You do remember. This was the first... um tattoo that my oldest son got and so it's in the shape of a a cross on his upper back yeah (laughs) I love that I love that all right there's more story but there probably is okay if my (laughs) I don't have a child that has a tattoo but I would be glad if they chose to get one and it was scripture so I would go ahead (laughs) I kind of would like to have a tattoo but my husband always is like no you don't need that so but anyway we digress. Isaiah 40, 31 in the New King James Version, I'm going to read it. It says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And because we focus in on one word, we're actually going to just focus on the very first part of the verse, which simply says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Just a little bit of an overview of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet to the northern kingdom, then the southern kingdom, after the northern kingdom fell to Assyria around 722 BC. And Isaiah ministered, prophesied for at least 58 years. The date of the book of Isaiah is around 740 to 680 BC. And the purpose is Isaiah was reminding his readers of the special relationship they had with God as members of the nation of Israel and of their covenant community, their covenant relationship. And one of the things that I always talk about in these Old Testament prophecy books, I mean, all of that is fine and it's good and it's not wrong, but sort of Angie's like purpose, if you will, these Old Testament prophecy books are talking about turning away from the things of the world that are inviting you to not follow God's precepts and turn back towards the precepts of God. Like that is the primary message, because if you don't, they, we always, destruction is coming because of the way, the more that we adopt the ways of the world, In that that they take us away from God's precepts, the more that we're inviting destruction and chaos into our lives. And so um, that's really the theme of not only Isaiah, but of prophecy. And I might even suggest of the Bible, right? (laughs) 
Um, But chapter 40, and this is from the Enduring Word, focuses on comfort and strength for God's people. Um, It talks first about the word of the Lord prepares the way of the Lord. There's an invitation to behold your God, God's greatness measured in comparison to others. And then applying the knowledge of God's greatness, which is where our verse is held. Verses 27 to 28 talk about having confidence in God's power and wisdom. And then verses 29 to 31, where our verse is, talks about receiving the strength of the Lord. So one more time in the New King James, our section of Isaiah 40, 31 that we're going to focus on says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And step one in the step-by-step Bible study method is to choose our word. And I'm going to turn that over to Susie to talk a little bit about our word. All right. Well, uh, we decided to study the word wait in this verse. And um, wait means to stay in place in expectation of. And we all know what it looks like to wait in line, whether that's in a car or standing or whatever. Um, Staying in place in expectation of. To delay action and to allow time to go by. That one was harder. Oh, man. (laughs) To delay action. I know. And then the opposite of waiting or wait is to go, to act, to hurry, or to do. Mm. My goodness. Isn't that just what we want to do all the time? I I just want to fix it. I just want to do something. Yeah. I I just want to do something. One of the opposites that I wrote down was to initiate. I'm like, okay, Lord, I mean, how much, how, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. I'll start something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just goes back to the, you know, the Abraham, Sarah, you know, when they were not waiting on the promise to be fulfilled through Isaac and they, they made their own way, right. They made their own way. And how many times in different ways in my life have I not waited on him, partly out of ignorance, partly out of with good intention, often with good intention. Well, I'll just do this for you, Lord. You know, you're probably too busy. I don't mean, I mean, I know that's ridiculous, but I don't mean that, but yet I act like I mean it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Oh, same. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, and then because it says, you know, waiting is what renews our strength. And then I wonder why I'm so exhausted, right? Because I'm trying to do it myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So step two in the process is to investigate we do that in four parts. In the first part, we compare the word in other translations. I found a couple of things. In the CSB, it says to trust. In the CEB, it says to hope. And in the YLT, it says expect Jehovah to pass to power. And so I'll just plug a couple of those back in. But those who expect Jehovah to pass to power, that sounds, that feels like big. Like, you know, those who hope shall renew their strength. Those who trust shall renew their strength. So there's this waiting. It's already feeling like it's not just passive, right? We're not just in line at the grocery store waiting for it to be our turn. That's not it. There's something like there's an expectation. Even though the waiting is an inaction in a way, there's still an action in our heart and our spirit. Like it's a decision. I don't know. That's what I'm feeling about it already. Um, So talk to us a little bit about the next thing in the investigate step is to research the original word. This word would be in Hebrew because we're in the Old Testament. What'd you find, Susie? The word for wait in Hebrew is kava. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little bit of a different turn in my mind from just the waiting that we were thinking about, the expecting or the hoping. It says to bind together um, by kind of a like twisting. Yeah. And or to collect, to gather. So there's something more 
that God is wanting us to do. I'm feeling like when we're waiting and that's um, just kind of letting him bind ourselves with him and let his, his work kind of intertwine with ours before we go or before we act or before we do. So I'm, I, I'm fascinated by it. This, this idea of binding together and twisting, but um, I feel like there's so much more to, to dig into there. Yeah. I, I get the, the term that came to my mind is like, sometimes we tell people like gather your resolve. Yeah. Have you heard that? Am I right about that? Like sometimes, and I think about this binding together, like this gathering, um, collecting, that was one of the words that you said, like, we think it's so brave sometimes when we step out and sometimes it is so brave to step out. So I'm not trying to minimize that, but I think we forget sometimes how brave it is to do nothing. Like sometimes it's very brave just to allow God to bind together whatever he's trying, bind us with him. Like this is actually what I'm doing. I think about this twisting thing. Like I'm actually, I'm in this process of twisting you and me together in like the purest way so that we cannot be separated. And that takes a hot minute. And so if you don't stay right here, right? If you don't stay right here, you're going to move without me. And I don't want you to move without me. And I don't think of myself very brave when I'm not doing, you know, um, but I think it actually can be to gather your resolve, but your resolve is I'm going to stay right here. Oh, this is stepping, stepping on me today. <laughs> <laughs> Part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. And I have this from the enduring word that I wanted to share. It says the idea behind wait on the Lord is not a passive sitting around until the Lord does something. Yes. God gives us strength but we don't expect it to come as if he were pouring it into us as we sit passively. He brings it to us as we seek him ugh, and rely on him. I don't say, uh, cause it's, uh, but I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> ugh, but it's just ouch, you know, and rely on him instead of on our own strength. I'm gonna read that again. He brings it to us as we seek him and rely on him instead of on our own strength. If we are weak, it is because we do not wait on the Lord. Yikes. Right. It also says renew is from a basic meaning to change. It comes to mean to put on a fresh here, putting on fresh strength. Keep putting on fresh strength. I love that. Jay Skinner says, if such be the God of Israel, how can the exiles think that he is either unobservant of their fate or indifferent to it? And they're talking because... Isaiah is talking to people who will be exiled, who are, are exiled because of the way that the they're going to be overthrown. Their God is an everlasting God. His strength is unfailing, his understanding unsearchable, and they who wait on him shall find in him an inexhaustible source of life and energy. So can we gather our resolve to not move? Right. When we want to, when our body, our mind, our heart is crying out to us to move, to do, to initiate, to begin, all those things that you were saying, our heart is crying out for us to do that. Will we gather our resolve and let him twist us into something that is so strong? It cannot be undone or broken. Yeah. Mm. Inexhaustible. I love Inexhaustible. That. Yeah. That's good. Um, so part four of the investigate step is to try to rewrite the verse. Susie's going to help us out with that, but I'm going to read it one more time the way that we're, so how it sounded at first, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And how did you rewrite that? 
well, I just rewrote something because of what you said, but <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is real time. You wait, we'll keep putting on fresh strength. I love that. We who wait, we'll keep putting on fresh strength um, to soar through the hardest times of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was from a commentary written by Motyer, I think, M-O-T-Y-E-R. I'll put all those references in the show notes, but um, I always just try my very best to give credit where credit is due, right? But uh, yeah, putting on fresh strength because it's not a one and done. Right. And I, I studied a little bit more this um past week on the word renew, even though um, that isn't really our word, I kind of wanted to know what that Mm -hmm. would look like renewing to this kind of strength that is able to, to almost kind of rest in the really hard winds. We had a really big windstorm this weekend and it was scary. It was unusual for us and um, noisy and wild and everybody lost power and you know, I would see birds just, especially we do have eagles here and there were some eagles that could just kind of look almost like they were effortlessly floating uh, above these winds or on these winds. And I, I looked up, how does that happen? How did they soar? Why is that what this, uh, why, what Isaiah used to compare mm. renewing our strength to? And I, I'm not scientific and I'm not very good with um, how things work biologically, but the, the eagles have these interesting um, feather designs where there there's a separation and underneath and within all of these feathers, this air kind of um, whirlpools and collides. And I don't pretend to know exactly what, <laughs> what that exactly means, except that in this, this whirlpool collision thing that's happening under each of these individual feathers, it, it lifts the eagle's wings, these seven foot wings or wingspan, and just is able to hold them up. Mm. So I'm trying to. That's so great. That just brings a whole different dimension to what Isaiah is saying here, because he's talking exactly about this process, right? Letting God, making space for God to do that, that swirling or that colliding and let, and then, and then giving us that ability to basically kind of just float soar and even in the hardest roughest times so i'm i'm really fascinated we eagles wings i mean i've never really seen one up close but they're spread out taller than anyone in my family and yet they can hold up with just all these little air tiny air pockets that God designed to do that. So I have a visual that goes with your visual because my mm-hmm. my son is a freshman in college. He's on the student management team for our uh, college basketball team. And his suite mate in his dorm is one of the basketball players and they're good friends, you know, both freshmen and all this stuff. And Kate is his name. And he is seven foot tall. I say that because, and so, and he's been in my home multiple times. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have like this actual, like what you're talking about, the wings of these eagles that are soaring on this violent wind, seemingly without a care. Like, I know how tall that is. Like, I can see this boy coming through my house, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, that's ginormous. And it seems like what they've been given. And sometimes, Susie, it feels like what I've been given in this life is like too heavy to soar. It's too heavy. It's too much. It's too big. And yet the scripture is saying, oh, no, no, not when you don't try to fly in your own strength. 
right? When you try to fly in your own strength, like that boy ain't flying. Do you know what I'm telling <laughs> That boy, he's not going to fly, but he is. And he does when we wait on the Lord to um, whatever he needs to do to work through us that lifts us up, right? We can soar, not just I survive, but soar. Right. In the waiting is where this kind of filling happens, I think is what God's telling us is let me do that. Let me get those, those whirlpools going. Let's get, let's yeah. make space for that air to come in and then you're going to soar. Yeah. Because that binding will happen in that place. Yeah. Mm. That's good. My friend, thank you for that word. Step three in the process is to find the character of God, the heart of God, the promises of God. We're looking for just a better knowing of who God is that we can just bury in our hearts. And one of the things that I put was that he is faithful, that he always makes himself available and known. And I also put that he is my defense, that he stands between me and whatever threatens me. And I think of your windstorm again, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. he's like, I know that you see this and you're scared, but do not forget that I see it and I am not scared at all, right? Like I'm not scared. And so if you hang on to me, if you trust in me, if you wait on me, if you let me bind my not scared in you, then you can actually do this and not be scared too. Yeah, that's the defense that I need when the fear is threatening or prevalent. Yeah, yeah. So step four is identify the lie. And it's, I think it's just such a good idea to do that so that we can really try to, I don't know, be more self-aware of why this is hard for us to believe or keep believing and, and hopefully shorten that gap between hearing it and doing it maybe or whatever, you know? So um, what did you find? What's kind of a lie that you feel like Susie is maybe an obstacle to soaring this way? Um, Clearly for me, it's the lie that God's not going to move here and it's all up to me. It's all up to me. Yep. That's almost exactly what I wrote down. You deserve to do act, move towards whatever will make you feel better. That's one of the things I like, just do fix it, find an answer, right? Um, Because the waiting, I think one of the reasons we resisted is because the waiting usually makes us look at what hurts or what we're scared of or something like it invites us. And God wants us to do that because he has an answer for it. But sometimes we just, I do anyway, I just keep pushing. So I just don't deal with the fear or the pain or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just kind of keep working so that I can work around it or over it or whatever. And then all I do is get tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So step five is we call, so what, which is just our takeaway step. And I wrote this as my takeaway. I put, when I'm tired and weary, I am especially vulnerable to the lies of the enemy. Stay alert, cast my anxiety on him, spend time with him, take a breath. Remember he is actively at work in my situation and I can renew my energy with his presence and peace, not with working to find answers and solutions. Um, so again, it's just really a, like, go back to what's the point of Isaiah that I said at the very beginning, a turn away and turn towards, turn away from the belief that you can do this in your own strength and toward back, turned back towards that promise of God that says, actually, it is in the strengthening of your resolve <laughs> to not do is actually where you'll be strong and you'll find my comfort. What about you? A takeaway or a final thought? I'm just going to, I'm going to think a bit more about 
the twisting together. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I'm starting to see a lot of candy canes out, which is yes, my favorite treat at Christmas time. Even though I'm not ready for any other Christmas decoration, I am ready for peppermint. And so let's think about when we see candy canes, the twisting of God and us together mm. and how we need that before, before we move. Yeah. We Wait need the, tw- we need the twisting before we move. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Friend, thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your takeaway. If you have one, I'd love for you to email me at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, I would be grateful if you would follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second It helps the show a lot and it guarantees you'll receive every episode as soon as they drop. And I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Jay Phantom. Jay will be my guest and he's experienced a great deal of mental and physical health challenges in his young life. And he sat down and talked to me about how to get up again when life takes us down by allowing the Lord to renew our strength. And so his story will be a Live It Out on this verse, Isaiah 40, 31. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.